prayers are leading us. And they're, today they're sharing what generosity looks like in our prayer in a whole new world. So how do we use all those things in our lives right now when things look so different? Let's find out together about how to use prayer in our life. JR? Well, fortunately, I'm just the MC, so I didn't have to, uh, you know, get up here and lead devotionals and all that. It was I told charge conference on two, on Monday night that I was I was in the zone. I was ready to do it, and Mitzi was like, "No, I got it." I was like, "Okay." So, but glad to be here today and to um, help lead in this discussion on prayer and the the different aspects of that here at Good Shepherd and how we can be involved in that. So we're going to start with a video from Barbara Hall, an interview that Mitzi did with her on the power of prayer. Good morning, Good Shepherd. We have been talking about um, how do we exercise our faith um, during this COVID pandemic and talking about the different ways that we do that through uh, prayers, presence, financial gifts, service, and witness. And today, Barbara Hall is with me, and she's going to share with us um, what are some of the things that, that she has learned about prayer over her life as a Christian. Let's go ahead and pray together. Dear Father in Heaven, we thank you so much for our time together today. Lord, we thank you for being, um, we thank you for bringing your Holy Spirit into this place. We ask that you would uh, be with Barbara as she shares with us what is important about prayer to her and what she has learned over the course of her life as a Christian. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Um, first, I guess I want to share with y'all that I believe prayer is really a gift from God. When you stop and think about it, we couldn't have a better gift from God than uh, really having uh, Him invite us to into fellowship with Him, and we do that through uh, our prayer life. We bring our needs uh, to him uh, and the needs of others. And then we can know without a doubt that he hears our prayers and he'll answer them. Uh, God cares so much about our prayer needs that he stores our prayers in heaven. Uh, we learned that when we were studying the book of Revelation. Um, another thing. If we want results when we pray, and I don't know about you, but uh, if I'm going to pray, I want to have results when I pray. But if we want to do that, if we want prayer uh, results when we pray, uh, we must we have to base our prayer life on God's word. What are, what are some of the things that we learn about prayer through the word? Uh, there are lots and lots of promises that we can stand on uh, when we pray and know that we can get results when we do that. Uh, God's Word is our contact with Him. And the Bible tells us that He watches over His Word to perform it. So that's another, that's a scripture, uh, that's a, a promise uh, and the Bible is just full of promises. Uh, I don't know if you've ever used uh, this book, uh, uh, Promises, 
Prayer Promises. Uh, that's a great uh, tool to use when you want to know about different uh, topics and what uh, in God's Word, what scriptures uh, line themselves up with any particular promise uh, like uh, healing or uh, praying for yourself or others uh, for healing uh, and the Bible is full of promises in that area um, so he tells us to remind him uh, of those promises when we pray and know that his word will not return void but it will accomplish what he says it will. So if you want to know how to get results when you pray, pray the promises. Um, there are another couple of books that I've used over the years uh, that really have helped me. Another book is uh, Prayers That Availeth Much. And uh, that's a powerful tool where you can use God's word to uh, on various topics and and pray them out loud for yourself or for others and really get results and I've learned as much about prayer through this book as anything uh, and one of the latest books that I've been using and uh, our small group is using off and on I use it as a devotional it's a small book but it's Words That Move Mountains. And it is a powerful, powerful book that you can use to really uh, bring a lot of uh, power to your uh, life as a, a, a prayer warrior. Uh, God tells us to call out to him and he will answer us and he'll show us great and mighty things. That's Jeremiah 33, 3. So I encourage you to, to use that to call out to God in your prayer life and remind Him of His Word. Um, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's key in having a powerful prayer life is knowing how to pray uh, and that's the way, uh, that's how God tells us to pray. Uh, last thing I'll share with you is it is our responsibility, uh, to learn how to pray. So I pray to our Father in heaven that each of us will grow stronger in our prayer life, uh, this year and that our class in this church will be known as prayer warriors who get results when we pray. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I hope, I hope this has given you just a few little things to think about, uh, just things that I've learned over the years uh, as a prayer warrior, and I hope it, it's a blessing to you. I do have a question. Um, what would you say to the folks who uh, say something like, well, I, I really don't know how to pray. I don't know even where to start. Maybe they're, they're new, new Christians or folks that are kind of new to this. Would you, what would you say to that? Well, if you talk about what 
been going on, a lot of people are afraid uh, of what's been going on through this pandemic. And uh, I guess one of the greatest things that I've learned uh, this year during this time that the, we've been uh, having to deal with this pandemic is to pray uh, powerfully by uh, reading Psalm 91 and personalizing it uh, every day. I, I don't know about you, Mitzi, but uh, Psalm 91 has been such a blessing and praying over it every day. Um, it has helped me uh, get back in, in line with my prayer life and really pray strongly for not only my life, but the lives of uh, my family, our church family, our uh, Sunday school class, and, and family friends. And so Psalm 91 is a great way to start. Uh, and again, pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the greatest ways that uh, we can all learn how to pray uh, and really get power right. and results through that. It sounds like both good advice for how to get started praying and then in this pandemic, how that's been something that's been important to you um, through this pandemic yeah. to be able to bring power back into your prayers despite the pandemic. It sure has. It sure has. Well, I very much appreciate your thoughts today and taking the time to uh, share them with us. Well, thank you for doing this. and uh, I look forward to talking with any of you about uh if you need to know a little bit more about prayer, I'd be glad to talk to any of you. So just uh, get in touch with me, and I know Mitzi can do the same thing. So uh, God bless you, and thank you for your time today. Thank you, Barbara and Mitzi, for putting that together. Um, and we're going to have Dana come and talk to us a little bit about her prayer life and other things. I don't know. Well, I'm not necessarily going to talk about um, my prayer life, but more directly of how your prayers um, affected me and your generosity affected me and my family. Um, so um, I apologize. I did not send out any thank you notes. <laughs> but please know that my family, we are so overwhelmed and so grateful for the generosity that, that our church family showed us during this time of welcoming Cyrus and with gifts, with gift cards, with um, meals that you sent to us. We are just so, so thankful. We could not, you made this process so much easier than it would have if we were on our own, if we didn't have you guys as our church family. Um, but more specifically with prayer, um, so we spent four days in the hospital. <laughs> we spent four days in the hospital, and um, the first three of those days were extremely tough, were very, very tough. I did not expect to have the experience that we had of bringing Cyrus forth. And um, 
but my phone was blowing up. <laughs> and it was so wonderful to see my family checking in on me, to say, I'm praying for you, I'm thinking about you, how are you doing? Like, and, and maybe some people would have thought, well, leave me alone, but I, I felt so comforted and so covered with prayer um, because I kept hearing my phone buzz, 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 buzz. And um, even there were some times where I, I couldn't answer and I was overwhelmed with emotion that I didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> but just the fact that I knew they were coming in. I knew those, those prayers were still going up for me. And even after we came home, um, you guys sent, still sent out cards and you sent me messages and you just, you just flooded me with love and you covered me with prayer. And that... Um, it's, it's overwhelming, and I'm just so thankful um, to have a church family that loves us so much. So thank you. Thank you, Dana. As PJ mentioned, Mitzi, whenever she has a uh, COVID patient at the hospital, has has been trying to stay at home for online worship in those in those times. So she actually had a, a pretty um, severe patient uh, earlier this week, so it has put her on the, the online sideline for the for a couple of weeks. But she recorded this devotional to share with us about prayer. Good morning. In some ways, of all the areas of stewardship giving, prayer is the one that comes least naturally to me. I love to be in the presence of God, to soak in the peace that he brings, usually because I can more clearly understand a different perspective than the one I've been clinging to. Most often this occurs during times of Bible reading and devotion. I picture the characters and their struggles, motivations, and shortfalls, comparing their situations with how that might apply to me and how I can learn from what these Bible stories can teach me. I'll start to read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, and find I've turned the pages of several chapters, getting lost in the epic love story of God for his children. I probably enjoy the Bible so much also because I see so much of myself in the faults that I read there, like pride, self-righteousness, and a desire for control. I love to serve and love on people in ways that demonstrate that they are important, to show them Jesus, hopefully by acts of service and in everyday actions, both large and small. I hope my life is a witness to them. However, there are certainly times when I absolutely miss the boat and become a grumpy, sometimes downright irrational parent and wife. And financial giving, that's never really been a question either. My mom modeled giving and taught us why we should give, should give. so that's easy too. But now prayer, it's a different ball game. I do spend time in prayer, for example, Mallory and I pray every morning before school. This has become a treasured routine that I hope continues for many years. During that time, I love to talk to God about my daughter, to request his guidance and protection for her heart, her mind, and her body, to encourage her to seek him and to listen to him, to be a good friend so that she attracts and keeps Christian girls as friends. And I pray that she makes wise choices. Saying these prayers out loud in her presence removes any question about what I'm praying for or whether or not someone actually takes the time to pray for her. And when she prays for me, I can imagine the Lord in heaven smiling down on this child of him as he offers prayers for her mama. And that in his gracious love, he wraps the both of us up for a big hug before we start our day. 
And at nighttime, on the occasions when JR prays for us, our marriage, and our family, I feel there is an advocate partnering with me to raise our kids and to beg for us to allow the Lord to become the center of our lives and marriage. There is something about a man praying that is so impactful for me as the leader of the household to hear my husband and other men, like during Sunday school, submit themselves before the Lord to ask for help and strength and correction. It's been hard to be able to articulate exactly how impactful this is and how much it means to me to hear a man praying sincerely. Maybe it's that I don't feel I have to be the strong one that can lean on the strength and leadership of them when I can honestly and purely remove the challenges of control that I often hold very tightly to. Certainly there are situations that compel me to pray earnestly in the moment, and often many times later God places that person or situation back on my heart. These are often sincere and heartfelt, powerful times of prayer for these people and situations. But when I work on being intentional about praying, I'll start off pretty good, remembering the people and situations. But eventually, when I set aside time for a prayer, I end up wandering off on some wild tangent thought nearly every time. This used to really frustrate me, and I thought it was a significant flaw. My accountability partner, she thrives in prayer. She will pray for hours and wake up in the middle of the night with a nudge from the Lord to pray for someone or a situation. But what we have each learned is that she communes with God in prayer, much in the way I commune with God through his word. And eventually, I've learned that neither is better or best, and each of us do both. And it's beautiful to me to see how each of us seek and see God in different ways. So I've come to the place where I am okay to offer those intense initial prayers and then let God place people on my heart and pray for him when he directs. So to focus my prayers, I have found, similar to Miss Barbara, that praying the Bible is very helpful for me. Let's look at an example. Several years ago, there was a snowstorm and we couldn't get to church and couldn't get to the online service. So we watched a different service on our home TV. The pastor suggested this section of Colossians to pray over our families. Many times I will flip to the book of Colossians and pray this prayer, substituting the individual names of my girls so that it goes something like this. Lord, I ask that you will fill Kala with the knowledge of your will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives so that Kala may lead a life worthy of you, Lord, and please you in every way, that she may bear fruit in every good work she sets out to do, growing in the knowledge of you, God, and that she will be strengthened with all power according to your glorious might, so that Kala may have great endurance and patience in all things, and that Kala may give joyful thanks to you, our Father, who has allowed us to share eternal life since you rescued us from the darkness of sin and have invited us into the kingdom of your Son, Jesus, who has freed us by forgiving our sins. I thank you, Father, for my Kala and for giving her to us to raise and love and be loved in return. Amen. And so I encourage each of you to seek out ways to enjoy a deep and fulfilling prayer life, to let others know when you pray for them so that they too may find rest and strength in knowing that they have an advocate. One such advocate came this summer when my mom had her knee replacement. 
I received several text messages from people who said they had read about the prayer request for mom and wanted to, wanted me to know that they were praying for her. Some people told me they saw it in the bulletin and others on the prayer list. Several people reached out multiple times to ask for updates on her condition or to ask how I was doing. This was very impactful for me because I knew that either the person was intentionally seeking out those needs and doing something about it, or the Lord was actively bringing us to those people's minds. This led me to ask more questions about the prayer ministries at church, and so I spent some time talking with some of the folks that are in the prayer ministry, and specifically with Patty Harris. So I think Constance is going to come up and actually tell us about that conversation with Patty Harris and about the rest of the prayer team. So, Constance? Good morning, church. Shirley Vaughn and Janice Slaughter provided a little history and process information for our prayer team, which has been active at Good Shepherd for many years. Early members included Miss Janice, Erlene Bradley, Bill Duffy, and sometimes Lester Burkhart. The prayer team used to meet weekly at night to review and pray for requests that had been turned in on the prayer request card. However, as the prayer team members grew older or had other responsibilities, they stopped meeting in person. Interestingly, the prayer team initially met in a classroom. That classroom is now the prayer room. After the CLC was built, they met in an empty room near the desk in the CLC lobby. Of course, that section was renovated, and the room became part of Little Lambs. After the prayer team no longer met in person, the prayer requests from the purple cards were then gathered, typed, and emailed to the prayer team members. This has been the method of distributing prayer requests for several years now. Some prayers are marked for the pastor only or the prayer team only. Some requests are marked as okay to place in the bulletin for the entire congregation to pray for. As Patty Harris was one of the people who regularly asked about Granny and Mom, Mom asked her to share about her journey with the prayer team and why she participated in it. Patty shared, When I was in the sixth grade, I had some kidney issues and had to stay home much of the school year. Friends of the family and church members were so thoughtful and regular with their mailings of sweet, colorful get-well cards. What a bright spot in my day it was to receive these cards. I felt a lot of love by my parents and family members always, and the realization that other people took time and effort to prepare a card for me so warmed my heart. In these cards, so many of those individuals assured me that I was in their prayers. It's so good to know someone cares. Because of that experience, Patty has been serving both on the prayer team and the card ministry. She shares that prior to COVID, she would send a few personal cards of support to people during their medical or other trials to let them know that they were in her thoughts and prayers. Since the pandemic, she's also made some phone calls to touch base with members who may have enjoyed hearing a new voice. She shared that the calls have been received quite warmly, and she has enjoyed conversations with several people. Also since the pandemic, she's been using the church directory on Realm because it's accessible on her phone and makes it easier for her to connect with people. She admits to sending notes to some people that she's never actually met before, but tells me she prays throughout each and every day. When she becomes aware of a friend, a friend of a friend, a friend's neighbor or a relative of anyone in a situation or need, she prays. When I hear sirens, she continues, I pray for the victim and patient, the paramedics, the police officers, firefighters, etc., to be safe and do what is needed and should be done in the situation. And she prays that no one involved will pass away before receiving Christ as their Savior. 
Miss Patty doesn't want to be seen as a hero or anyone doing anything other than what God has laid on her heart to do. Mom thought it was important to share this story so that each of you know that people really do pray for you, for me, for us. But she's not the only person who does this. There is an entire team of people who are praying for the requests we share. It can become easy to try to deal with these struggles on our own. But God, through his gift of prayer and the servants whom he has called and touched to pray, are ready to help us in our hard times. And outside of the formal prayer team, there are many more individuals who pray regularly and likely many more who are at home, unable to get out, who are ready to call upon the Lord with you and in support of your prayer requests. So if you have a prayer request, please share it and know that a team of people really are praying for the situation with you. And if you would like to be more involved with the prayer team, reach out to PJ or Shirley Vaughn. Thank you, Constance. And then I think we have our next slideshow. I think these slideshows have been really important for us to be able to see throughout this last year how these different acts of serv- acts of worship have been going on in the church. So this is our prayer slideshow. You're going to see there's a couple other little uh, bonuses in this one that I think you'll enjoy. Davis. God our Father, once again, once again, we bow our heads and thank you. All amen. All amen. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here. I find no rest Without you I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart God our Father Once again Once again We bow our heads And thank you Amen
church that prays together and that we continue to feel led to do that, that we continue to do that in our services, in our homes, in our hearts, just wherever it is, Lord, that you wouldn't lead us to do that. As we finish this week of our uh, generosity series, just a reminder that we'll be sending out our online um, uh, covenant cards as we've done before. These will be coming out online as opposed to in uh, physical form. So just ask that you would fill those out and and submit those forms so that we can put together our offerings to God as we close up this uh, sermon series uh, next week. Let's pray as we finish this morning. Lord, we just thank you for this chance to come together, for this chance to see how prayer to you in the name of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is so important in our lives, Lord. Help us to, to understand the power that it can create, the sense of comfort that it can bring, the sense of comfort it can bring to others, Lord. Hope that through this message this morning that you can show us that that prayer is not only something that should be optional for us, Lord. It should be just an everyday need for our family, for our friends, for our church, and for our very lives, Lord. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Thanks, JR, and everybody for leading us today and all that. Wow, some powerful moments of prayer and opportunities. And speaking of those, uh, we got a, a message from uh, Phil Junker, who is Michelle Fields' father. Uh, he watches us and had been present, lost his wife last year. Uh, he's had a stroke. So he asking prayers for us. He reached out to us uh, to ask for prayer. So I think we should stop and ask for a prayer for him right now. Gracious God, we just pray for Phil right now, our brother. The loss of his wife last year and some health struggles and now the stroke. Lord, we just simply ask be present with him. Help your healing power and, and presence be with him and regain as much as he possibly can from the stroke. Let those blood vessels and everything else open back up the way they're supposed to. Protect him, watch over him, give him strength and courage. Take away his fear and anxiety. Let them know that we are indeed as a community praying for him as a part of our community. And so, Lord, just keep Phil close in your loving arms in these hours and days and months to come. And may your presence be a strong bulwark against all the things that he faces. May he have courage 
knowing that you give him all the strength in the world. And may healing begin in his body. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, both here and at home. Everybody said, Amen. So as Barbara mentioned, and as we did months ago, Psalm 91, when this whole thing was beginning, and we prayed for 91 days, it looks like we're going to need to begin to do that again. And uh, so I've added that back to our invitation this morning. And so I hope that you might join with Barbara, who's been, never stopped praying it. Maybe you might set your clock at, Joy did this a great job of this, at 9.10 a.m. or 9.10 p.m. and praying Psalm 91. But here it is once again. Let's hear this psalm. Lord, thank you for the rest that comes when I choose to live in your shelter. I declare you alone are my refuge, my place of safety. You are my God. I trust in you. I pray you will protect me and my family from the coronavirus. I pray you will cover me and shelter me. I thank you for your faithful promises that remind that you will protect me. Help me not to be afraid of all that I hear and all that I see. Help me not to dread the virus that is terrorizing our world. Lord, many are sick and more are fearful and anxious. Pray for protection for my family, my church, for me, my community, my city, my state, my country, my continent, and my world. I pray, Lord, as I make you my refuge, that no evil will conquer us nor come near our home. I pray for protection by your angels wherever I go. Lord, I love you. I trust in you. Please rescue and protect me. Thank you for answering when I call. Thank you for being with me in trouble. Thank you for salvation and the hope of heaven. And everybody both here and at home said, Amen. As we conclude our service this morning, I just want to invite you to come to the altar. That doesn't necessarily mean this altar, though you're welcome to come and kneel at this altar and pray. But come to the altar before God and offer yourself back to Him. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the
filled with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding the Spirit gives. May you live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. May you bear fruit in every good work. May you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. And may you have great endurance and patience. May you share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. And may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and wow. We'll sing the chorus and we'll come to the altar again. Oh, come to